right. crazy because not, not a lot what's, of what's crazy. Not a lot of, not a lot of stuff going on in NBA shit except for COVID talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was just getting ready to say. Um, like, I was Jesus at, Christ. Uh, yeah, I was at Barclays Center for that game. Uh, Nets Magic. It's nasty. <laughs> it's getting nasty. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, we are living, some, in, living in some scary times. The only reason why I say that is because obviously it was an NBA game. So, you know, I joined myself. It's still hoop at the end of the day. But man, man, the, the amount of players that just aren't playing uh, right now is... is is it's getting scarier and scarier by the day. What do you think the league should ultimately do though? Like to kind of address shut the situation. It, shut it, shut it down. Shut it down for like two weeks. Basically shut it down for two weeks or maybe shut it down to Martin Luther King Day. And then have everybody come back Martin Luther King Day. I think that would probably be the best like scenario. Because nobody wanna watch Christmas games watching Isaiah Thomas versus Cam Thompson. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, like that's, now you, you know damn well they are not about to cancel <laughs> games. <laughs> you know damn me, me Yeah. You know damn well that shit is not about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not any of them. Not any of them. They might cancel, you know, every couple they, games here and I mean, there. I mean, they was canceled yeah. because of like not having enough players, of course. But I'm just yeah. saying it's just like what I what I you asked me what I would do. Like, I think they should shut it down. Like I think they shut it down. Like two weeks, but is money that important? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was about to say, I yes, know you just is. asked that. <laughs> yes, it I is. I know you ain't going to ask that. Yes, it is. So. Yeah, no, yeah. The league is going to make sure. For, if there is one thing we know for a fact, is that games will be played. Yeah, they added an extra uh, roster, uh, too, for teams. Yeah, and they get yeah, yeah. That's a roster player, too, now. That, that's how you know. Now, who's on the court is going to be one thing, but whether or not the game is going to be played, oh, huh. you best believe that there's going to be yeah, some basketball right. being played on December 25th. Yeah, it's it's nasty. I don't I don't know, man. This is like COVID is generational. Signed a three year rookie rookie deal. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's getting it's getting nasty. <laughs> it's but crazy. you know what though? The good thing I would say about this is that it's giving a lot of guys um, opportunity, right? Like you know, if, if it opens up a roster spot, who knows what you know they can make out of that in the future. So yeah, Isaiah I mean, Thomas came right off the street. He playing high yeah. minutes. <laughs> he high playing minutes. high starting minutes. starting high minutes. High, High minutes like the Boston Celtics days, like he hoping. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for him. It's just like he's taking the most out of his opportunity. He's been balling these past two games that he's played with the Los Angeles Lakers. So it's just like guys like that. Who else knows? Like maybe we see Lance Stevenson comes in the NBA. Maybe we see Michael Please. Beasley. Like you, yeah. It's some guy, Deion Waiters. Like it's some it's some players out there that these teams with this extra roster addition, they can really sign and like, yo, give a chance that are still guys that probably should already be in the NBA. We had a conversation last week talking about that, but it's just kind of like young players coming in, you know, new draft, 30 guys, 60 guys a year coming in and stuff like that. Kind of like weed out the, the older guys that most people feel that should be in the NBA. But hey, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be crazy because I think the draft is probably going to be here a lot quicker than we think. But yeah, to list off all the, the guys that you mentioned that should probably be in the league, I would say Jamal Crawford too. I mean, like the list can kind of, in my opinion, go on and on. But I think now, more than ever, is a yeah. time where like we're going to see a lot of you know new guys or even you know old faces in, in different places, kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, man, the amount of guys that have just either missed time. But you know what though, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out come playoff time. Like now, it's like all right, it's a regular season. You know, we're not even at Christmas yet, really. So it's like all right, whatever. It is what it is. But come April and May, and you know. Well, now they go back to the bubble format and all that. It's like, you know, I, I gonna, definitely see, I, don't, I, I definitely don't see that happen. I don't think it's you, you don't see, you don't see what happening. Any type of situation where the bubble is a bubble for the league, I really don't see that because what happens like is people people are vaccinated. So I just feel like the NBA is going to feel like, yo, 
people that are vaccinated, you know, come to the games. Like, they want that money, man. Like, I don't think we're going to see a situation where they just drop teams down, everybody go to Orlando again, and we do a bubble part. I really don't see that. That was such a tough situation where it was no vaccines and stuff like that. Now, like, 70% of the United States is vaccinated. So I, I definitely don't see it's going to be, like, a bubble situation. That was during a time where it was just, like, COVID was first going on. There was no vac- vaccines. There was a whole lot of stuff. But I definitely don't see They were trying to finish out a season, which was playoffs and regular season playoffs. I just definitely don't see it being another, another bubble situation. But now it's like, all right, worst case scenario, obviously, you know, knock on wood, hope this doesn't happen. But if one player, like if they decide to not go the bubble route and just one player ends up getting it late in the playoffs, then what? Because yeah. again, obviously not to say any names, but like if, if like your best player or whatever gets yeah, it, then yeah. it's like. That's if, if, if LeBron gets it. But we already heard talks about like <laughs> the NBA kind of like, it's his own entity. It's his own private league. They can get. They kind of can do what they want to do. We already heard talks about the NBA and possibly like, yo, if player gets COVID and they're positive, they so they show no symptoms, asymptomatic, they may be on the court. That's what they're talking about right now. So it's just kind of like, yeah. But I mean, if a guy if a guy tests positive, I don't care if he got symptoms or not, he should not be out. <laughs> I, I like, feel the same, but it's just like. <laughs> the NBA don't feel that way. No, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think like, it would get that aggressive where it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Is your test positive, but you're not coughing, you're not, you know, you're, you don't have a high fever, all right, where you can hoop. No, I like, they're going to have to shut it down. Because as we all know, right, like, just because you're, you know, asymptomatic doesn't mean that you pass it on to someone else. Now, they'll be the exact same way. So it's like, I get it. The games have to be played, but at the same time, I think, you know, you're running a huge risk by not going back the bubble route, at least come playoff time. Like, all it, it takes is for one player. Like, think about it now. Like, like I said, bro, when I, that Nets Magic game, and that was just one game. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like, it, it, no one was there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it, that doesn't matter now because it's December. But if that's the case come, again, April or May, you, that's a, bit, a waste of a season. At least last year or whatever, the season, or excuse me, what, two years ago, the season was able to be finished. I just but feel like, like it's going to, I think it's, I just think it's just like two years ago, we had no vaccinations. We had no booster shots. I just feel like it's no way that the NBA is going to have a bubble situation and it's not going to be fans in the, the stands. I just feel like it's no way because we have a vaccination. We have booster shots. Like it's, it's going to be, I just don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I just can't, I can't imagine it. I just really can't imagine it being like another bubble situation. And we got a whole new variant and it's still record yeah. high numbers. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I, like yeah. I said, I get it from you know a vaccination standpoint, and hopefully by June or whatever, that means we'll, we would have been two years removed from the bubble slash, you know, we should be medically in, in a better space. But at the same time, again, all it takes is one, like, person. Like, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I'm a fan of a team or if I'm the G, a GM, like, people already don't really give the Lakers too much credit on that championship in the bubble. But at least everyone was healthy, Right. So it's like, okay, at the end of the day, these are the guys that are playing. So it ain't like whatever. But if you run the risk of having the playoffs in a regular NBA arena with thousands of fans, and again, just one person gets it on any given day, it's like, they did it. They did it last year. What the hell did you think? They did it last year. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, that's true. It's it's a, it's a, it's a nice situation. I just don't see it, bro. I really don't see it because we already got like, especially like when it comes to like, certain states that not even really tra- taking it seriously. Look at the South, look at Florida, look at Texas, stuff like that. It's just like, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. It's, it's hard for me to imagine the NBA 
losing crazy. all that all that it's, money again. It's crazy, to go it's crazy to a, what money to go can do, man. To go to a bubble, bro. I just don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just don't see it. Like it's crazy what money can do, man. I'm I'm praying for all my kings in the NBA, man. I really am, bro. Cause it's it's getting it's getting crazy. And yeah. now with like again, so many guys getting it. And this is like, obviously as a human being, regardless of how good you are at basketball, anyone can get, you know, corona, of course. But just to see now that like top guys are getting it, like nobody. But it's not safe, even, but um, it's like, it's protocols as well. Now, not everybody is getting COVID. Like, it's also the protocol measure. Like, oh, if you were connected with somebody who had COVID, now you got to sit out and you got to get tested. So that's the thing. Like, the protocol, they have to maybe like retool their protocol situation because now it's getting to the point where, like, okay, if you're testing negative multiple times, even though it's contact tracing and it's, but you still got to miss games. That can become an issue, and that's that's what we're seeing. It's not a lot of these guys. Some of these guys are getting COVID, testing positive, but some of these guys have just been contact tracing around people with COVID. So it's just like they're having to sit out games and miss games. I think the commissioner Adam Silver has to figure out and maybe retool and reshuffle like this COVID protocol situation, where like okay, the contact tracing, all right, we understand that, but it's just like if you're testing negative, 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 negative five times and stuff like that, like. You got to let these guys play if they're not positive. So there's some things that's got to be figured out, but I, I think they're going to take this, probably this little break with the Christmas games, and then they're going to have a couple of days off and maybe figure some things out. But I think by Martin Luther King Day, we may have a new like protocol, health and protocol situation. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to figure it out soon, though. I mean, just, I mean, obviously there's nothing that you can really do to kind of completely stop the pandemic, yeah. obviously, but just like in terms of like the overall approach, if guys can't play, they can't play. But now what's next? Um, and I mean, it, it's like everywhere you look, you kind of get an alert on your phone saying so-and-so is going to be out due to protocols. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm it's been it's, crazy. It's, it's been cra- back to back to back. It hasn't been like, all right, you know, three weeks in between. Like, it's like, like, yeah. damn, everybody is, everybody. you know what I'm saying? And again, fortunately, a lot of guys have been able to return. You know what I'm saying? But I think the uncomfortable conversation that might have to happen is, well, how do we address the worst case scenario kind of thing? You know, because now this is a thing where you really have to think like, oh shit, like what if, again, knock on wood, God forbid, but if that happens, how do, how do you deal with it then? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but it's a business at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? If they, they, they just, you know, they employees, so they got a job to do and yeah. they're yeah, making a, a shit ton of money. But it, so, But it's, let me tell you something, it's different rules for different players because let me, best believe if it's a playoff time, now let's say the king gets COVID and ain't going to be no, oh, they're playing without LeBron James. They're playing without Giannis. But, that, but that, that's what I'm but saying. That's, that's what I'm trying to talk about. Like, what, say, what's yeah, going like to happen then? Or Kevin Durant. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but series may get postponed until those guys come back. But it's not going to be a situation where the best players in the world are missing. I just don't see it. I don't see it, nor do I want to see it, but I'm just thinking of a reality well, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, it if could happen, if, yeah. If you're not going to play in a bubble and you want to hold every single person accountable, because again, we're just talking about the players on the court, right? And, but if we're going to hold every single person from staff to fan to player to GM to whoever accountable, if one player gets it, regardless of who it is, they got to sit out. And if this happens in like game five of the NBA Finals, now you you opening up a, a crazy crazy conspiracy issue. conspiracy, like conspiracy. The, oh the my goodness one. yeah that's that's like yeah. it's, hopefully man, hopefully you don't get to that point it's, of course is a, of course this is an early conversation hopefully we don't have to speak on this 
in a few yeah. months. I, I, I'm just saying it now because I think that's something that we, you know, as as people have to just think about. Like we may not be taking it that big of a deal now. Like, all right, guys, have to sit this out is because a of COVID. Season, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's not that big of a deal now. But if the way we are seeing guys sit out at this rate, mm -hmm. again, I don't want this to happen, of course. But it it has to be addressed or at least thought about beforehand. And I don't know if there's a plan in place. I don't know, like from an X and O standpoint, coaches, all right, whatever, you try and make you know adjustments. But from a straight up viewership perspective, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha have fun with that one because ain't no replacing a guy that can give you 30. Ain't no, ain't no replacing, yeah, you know, finals. Giannis, MVP, like, Kevin yeah, Orant, like, like Stephen Curry, that, that's, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the, the game might go on, but the game ain't really going to go on if you, if yeah. you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, especially if you're missing. It's a difference between those guys being in the playoffs and, getting, and losing in the first or second round and being knocked out. That's something different. Like we saw that last year. We know having with injuries with Giannis and in the Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers, but it was still like, yo, they had opportunity, injuries happened, they played, they lost. So it's just kind of like, it is what it is. People are still going to tune in to watch games. But if the best players don't even have an opportunity to play because of the situation, then that's where it gets dicey. Because now it's going to be like, well, as a fan, that's going to be hard to sell. That's going to be hard to sell, like saying like, oh, Kevin Durant got, may have to miss the first two games because of COVID or LeBron James or Giannis or Russell Westbrook or whoever. It's just kind of like, that's uh, Stephen Curry. That's, that's a hard, especially your, your top players. But it's, this lets you know that, you know, COVID, <laughs> COVID is generational. He don't care if you black, white, purple, pink, LeBron James, a normal person on the street. It don't, it don't matter. It's just kind of like, yeah. hey, everybody's you human know, at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. No matter how talented you are, it's like this shit is undefeated. You know, and it's happening left and right. Um, but I mean, I think the league has done a decent job of kind of handling it. Um, there, yeah. Like I said, there really is only but so much you can do. Um, yeah. between the negative tests, the, the quarantining, you know, what, spending like 10 days after a positive test, so you got to get back to back now, or something like that. It's like, yeah. you know, hey, yeah, I, I think it's being managed somewhat well now. Yeah. We're in, a, we're, now. We're, we're, we're in a situation that nobody was really necessarily prepared for. It's just kind of like, that's life, though. Sometimes you don't yeah. be, you just yeah. got to roll with the punches at the Facts. end of the day. And this Facts. is the NBA that we're in, so it's just like people want to talk about the bubble situation, but like you said, this. 2020 Lakers, everybody was healthy. Everybody won. People are going to talk about the COVID playoffs last year. You know what? Giannis and the Bucks won. Everybody may not have been healthy, but it's just kind of like injury-wise. But at the same time, those guys were on the court. They lost. Braun lost it, to the Suns. Kevin Durant lost to Giannis. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and I, COVID playoffs, but it is what it is. And I, and I think, though, too, what's going to hurt is that there's a difference, too, I would say, between like, injuries versus COVID, right? Yeah. So if guys are injured, obviously, you know that happens. So you just think to yourself, man, all right, what could have been? Yep. You know, that's a part of the game, but the guy, you yeah. know, has to sit out due to protocols. It's like, damn, that's, all right. Yeah, that's this, when it it's gets not, dicey. Yeah, this don't happen every day. Is this something that we can just wait on? Because again, too, with the protocols, obviously, if everything goes well, you just wait a couple of days. Or if you want to, right? Or if you're the league and it happens in the finals, do you just say, all right, we just going to wait four or five days? And then if you're the opposing coach, how do you feel about that? Yeah, you're going right, to feel like, like, that's what I said. It's a very dicey situation because if you're opposing coach and you feel like, yo, they best player is out because of COVID, it's just like, I ain't got shit to do with you. You're trying to win a championship. You're going to be looking at, yo, like, what if this is my best player? Are we going to do the same thing? It's going to be a whole, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mess. But hopefully, hopefully, 
we won't have to talk about this again until hopefully we don't have to talk about this again. <laughs> but if we do have to talk about this again, that it's a problem because that means this situation is still the same or worse or like who knows? It's interesting, man. COVID is generational. It's sad, really. COVID is COVID is generational, man. But um, but yeah, man. I also, I also want to talk to um about my my guy Kimba for a quick second. Um, just kind of switch gears, you know, want to lighten the mood up a little bit. Um, so obviously, you know, both of my UConn teams lost over the weekend. It kind of hurt. Men lost to Providence. Women lost to Louisville. It is what it is. Um, but in better news with UConn, uh, Kimba's back playing with the Knicks, and I just want to congratulate New York Knicks fans. And just let everyone know he's back. We all know what the hell Kimba was capable of. It's a shame that, you know, he was kind of benched and everything like that. But to see him back hooping and doing what he does best is, is definitely um, a special, special sight to see. So um, definitely happy for him. Do you, do you think, how do you feel about uh, his return? I was happy. I was happy to be right because I knew what was going to happen. Kimba Walker was used as a scapegoat because the New York Knicks were successful last season. And then it was like Kimba Walker. We brought Kimba Walker on, you know, and he's a new guy. And let's blame the new guy because we're losing. Let's talk about defense. Oh, it's Kimmons Walker, his defense and stuff like that. But it's just kind of like you can talk about everybody's defense and that starting five until they mix things up. And you know what? They're still losing. So it's just kind of like it doesn't really, it didn't make a difference. Like Kimmel Walker was used as a scapegoat and we, we saw that. The problem is, the problem is Tom Thibodeau happens every coach and tender that he's in, comes on, has a great couple of years, success, plays defense. His offense has been trash. Minnesota has been trash. The Chicago Bulls has been trash. Like, he's not an offensive head coach. So he doesn't know how to use certain offensive players. So we're seeing with the New York Knicks with Kemba Walker. Like, Kemba Walker is a bucket. Like, he can create off the dribble. He can score a variety of ways. And it's just kind of like they benched him. And then, they, and then Kemba even said, he came out and basically said the other day, he was like, he, had, he hasn't even had a conversation since that happened with Tom Thibodeau. Like, it's just... <laughs> When he got benched out of the rotation, he just, all right, sucked it up, supported his team. But it's just kind of like, how do you go to a guy and then it's like, we're taking you out of the rotation. And then it's kind of like, then you lose like several games. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have, want to have, a, I wouldn't want to have a conversation with you either. Like, what can you tell me? Because you try to make me as a scapegoat. And then now I'm looking on the bench like, damn, we still losing. It ain't me. I know what I'm capable of. But it's just kind of like, that's the situation with Kimba Zan. That's the situation New York Knicks is in. I think it's time to free Kimba, though. Like, I think it's. No, not this earlier. No, I think it's time. I think it's time because who who knows what's going to happen like when everybody gets back healthy. Is Kimmel going to be out the rotation? Is Kimmel Walker going to be coming off the bench? Like what's going to happen? Like he's still a starting caliber guard in this league. And it's just kind of like that situation is already very dicey. And if you're a player, you're looking looking at that situation like, yeah, I don't really, we lost, it's a lot of trust has been broken. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and if he goes back to, the only way that you can rebuild that trust is if Kimba Walker keeps starting for the rest of the season. Because if you start reshuffling him, put him on the bench, and then, oh, you're not going to be on the bench, but we're going to start you here and there, or we're going to play you not as a sixth man, we're going to have you spot minutes at the seventh and eighth man. It's, you know what I'm saying? That's a, a hard sell. So, it's going to be it, interesting. It, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think, too, that it's, it's Kimba we're yeah. talking about here. You know, and it's like, we're not talking about a mid like this is an all-star or a player that's been to like all-star game so it's like i mean to me it's almost like well if you bench him what's the alternative or like i know you know folks want to use him as a scapegoat and blame him like all right if you bench a guy and you're still not winning then was he really the problem 
That's what I'm saying. Now, had they gone on like a 10, 12 game winning streak, yeah, I would have said, I ain't shit. Then damn, he, he might have been on to something. But like, don't do that and then keep losing and think, man, was it really Kimba? Uh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. the, if the team ain't playing well, then the team just ain't playing well. I get it. You know, tough decisions got to be made, but I don't think that should have been it. I mean, but. Especially, especially since the first two games we saw them lose, they needed a guy in the clutch and had the most clutch player. On the bench. <laughs> it was like, damn, this is like this is Kimba Walker time. <laughs> they probably need Kimba. But everybody knows the problem with the New York Knicks. I've been saying it. And it's just kind of like Julius Randle's just not a number one guy. It was just as simple as that. I like Julius Randle. Dual, he's trying to play the dual four position. That's what he's doing with the New York Knicks. That's kind of like his mold now. But it's just kind of like he's just not a number one guy. He's better off being a second or third option or on a playoff slash championship caliber team. But like to have him as a number one option is just, it's not, that's not it. Last season with the Knicks was, you know, lucky. That's heavy. I mean, I just wouldn't say, I won't go as far to say he's not number one option. I just think maybe his role might need to change. Like, maybe take him out of the, the dual forward spot. Like, not everyone could be a, a, Luka. a, a Luka or LeBron. Like, that, that takes a serious level of, like, like, your playing style really has to fit that. And honestly, I don't think he needs to. Like, he's not surrounded by a bunch of guys who aren't good at basketball. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, I, I, like, I understand the motive behind it, but at the same time, I think you're, you're trying to like, change a player's style when it's not really needed. Like, it has to fit who the guy is. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think, you know, at least based off you know, record-wise or whatever, that play this, there could be better options, I'll say. There could be other things that you could be doing to help the team win from a coaching standpoint. OB should be starting probably. Mitch Robertson, I've heard for years. Wait, wait till Mitch get healthy. Mitch is a role player at this point. I'm sorry. I know he's just, he's a role player, and injuries has hurt him as well. And it's just kind of like you got Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly is a guy that's probably going to come off the bench. Probably going to be a six man for his entire NBA career. That's probably going to be his bread and butter. Then you got Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is a starter in this league, but he also could come off the bench as well. I'm just breaking. I'm just looking at their roster. Then you got Derrick Rose. We know what Derrick Rose is about. Like Derrick Rose was the best player come playoff time on our team last season. So we know what Derrick Rose is about. Same thing. That's kind of what Kim Walker would probably be in the playoffs. Like Kim Walker wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if Kim Walker's the best player on their team come playoff time because when the game slows down, if you're trying to run your offense through Julius Randle and have Corsini, he's gonna go back to what he does best. Like I know his game has improved over the course of his career. Shout out to him. But when it comes to the playoffs and the half court setting, most guys were kind of go backwards in a way. They go back to what they know. Like you could develop your game all you want, but if you're not a natural scorer, if that wasn't, it's not, if that's not, if scoring at every level in the basketball court was never your forte, never your best attribute, you're going to go back to what you know. And for Julius Randle, as we saw last year in the playoffs, that's putting his head down, trying to attack to the basket, trying to play bully ball. So that's just what it is, man. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, it's, I think the game is all about adjustments. You know, like, even just aside from talent, you got to understand that when things ain't going the way you plan, like, whether it be in-game or just over the course of the season, like, the best coaches make adjustments. Like, you can't just be trying to stick with the same strategy over and over again if you're failing at it, right? Like, just, it's okay to, like, just accept the L or understand, like, all right, damn, this shit not working. Let's, let's keep it pushing or try something new. Like, this is the league. Like, this is the NBA. Like, you it's obvious that coaches prepare and players prepare and study and watch film and all that. So 
sometimes it's about execution, but sometimes it's about, you know, adjustment. And if you can't make it, you're not going to last long in this league. The holiday season is upon us, and my bookie is in a giving spirit with 12 straight days of giveaways. Every day, there's a new exclusive promotion for you to redeem. And the best part is, check this out, it's all free when you sign up and make your first deposit with my bookie. Now, starting on Tuesday, December 21st, and ending on Saturday, January 1st, you can bring in the new year right with giveaways that can help you fill your stocking with cash this season. Now, from odds boosts to casino chips to straight up locks, all right, my bookie's 12 days of giveaways is a can't miss promotion. And that's not all, all right? To get you started, my bookie is matching all first time deposits up to $1,000 with our promo code, no pump fakes. That's double your funds to double your winnings and get in on all the best action at my bookie. Now, don't miss out, all right? Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code NOPUMPFAKES. Head to my bookie, place your bets, and get in on the best, best 12 days of the year today. All right, now bet anything, bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Let's play a game. How would you give me a player that will fix the Knicks? Give you a player that will fix the Knicks. All right, so immediately yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking defense. Okay. A, a, a two-way. All right, so I mean, okay. That that's a tough first uh person that came to my mind was Paul George, but then I don't want to just say a, a very, you know, a top 10, 15, 20 player or whatever. Yeah, no, okay. Because yeah. I mean that's just, you know, makes it easy. I could just say LeBron, but um all right, I so mean, realistically, yeah. I do like Paul Re- George. Realistic, I mean, realistic, realistically fix the Knicks. How about that? Yeah. That's a better all right. question. All right, so I mean, Paul George on the Knicks would be nice. Um, someone mentioned to me Brendan Ingram, but I, you I would. Go. You like Brendan Ingram? Yeah. But I mean, I like on the Knicks. I mean, um, but yeah, I, would, yeah, I, yeah. I would want like a a a, a two way player. Honestly, regardless mm-hmm. of position too. Like I said, PG. I mean, obviously he's a win, but if like they can get themselves a two way, um, guard or a two way big, like someone that can really do it on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball, and someone who you know for a fact. Is a number one option. Like, honestly, yeah, I'm sticking with Paul George. To me, Paul George would, would definitely, I mean, because he gives them that guy yeah. who you know can put the ball in the hoop. He gives you, you know, the idea of playing, you know, being a top, you know, de- tier defender. Um, he gives you versatility in terms of, again, being able to do, in a way, most things on a basketball court. Um, and I mean, you know for a fact that Paul George is and can be a number one option, especially as he's proven come playoff time. So, the only problem I said, I said realistically. I mean, Paul George. Okay, okay. Oh, all right, all right. Bro. <laughs> okay. How would you fix the Knicks realistically? All right, all right so how do you, right, this, you, this you is a game. Have player in mind? Uh, do you have this player in mind? This is a game. How would you fix the Knicks realistically? How would you, okay. So, this is a game. All right, so how would you fix the Knicks realistically or what yeah. player would you add? Because those either, can kind of be. Okay, either, either or. Either, no. right. no, either, either or. or. Like, how would you fix the Knicks? Like, would you, like I said, I would start. I said, Obi needs to start. Uh, I right. would start Kimmel Walker and then for a player. Who, what player would you like to see possibly be traded to the Knicks or who they right. can go after maybe in the future? Yeah, all right. So first thing I would do is like acknowledge what it is that you're really trying to do right now. And even though sometimes I answer you would think it's obvious, well, we're, we're trying to win a championship. 
let's be real. You and I both know not all 30 NBA teams are trying to win a championship right now. That's just a fact. Some guys are trying to build for the future. Some guys are just trying to make it to the playoffs. Some GMs are trying to make sure they re-sign certain players this season and whatnot. So what is your overall goal this season? Is it to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, to get home court advantage, whatever it is, and then go from there. But I think, though, I know they don't want to trade their young pieces and, again, build for the future. But as long as there's some sort of growth, especially from last year, like if you really want to go out there and, and prove to people that last year wasn't luck, that it wasn't just, oh, yeah, you know, it just happened. Um, obviously, you got to win some ball games, but at the same time, you might have to make some moves. Um, I wouldn't trade Kimba, obviously. I wouldn't trade RJ or Julius. And then, but from there, it's like, you know, play like this. In order to really make like significant moves within the Eastern Conference, you're going to probably have to give up some pieces. And I know yeah. Nick fans tend to fall in love with their players, which is a good thing. I, I get it. Not mad at it at all. But sad reality is this is a business. And I don't like the fact that guys might have to get traded, but if you're trying to win chips, emotions get put to the left. Like, I'm just saying. Side. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you said, you said like, get put to the left. Like, Beyonce, look, like I'm just saying. Little. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> players know that. It, 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 it sucks. It's unfortunate. I don't say that yeah. with a smile on my face. But, hey, man, <laughs> it ain't always going to be pretty when you're in the league. You know, Nor- Norris Cole talked about it. You know, like, making a league is dope. It's fun. But, like, staying in it, that's the part where it's like, yo, and it's yeah. not just staying in the league, but staying on a certain team, right? It's like, yo, it ain't always going to be sweet. Like, if, if, yeah. if you're not producing or, you know, teams ain't winning games, it might get clipped. Um, mm-hmm. See, all right, so to the Knicks, I don't want to say another guard because, you know, you got Kimba, D-Rose, and quickly. Kind of want to see Colin on there, Colin Sexton on there. But that's, that's, that, there that, that dream I'll is... Probably- that may not be a dream, though, because that's, that's probably But the, the thing perfect- is, if that happens, if Colin Sexton is able to go to the Knicks, then what does that do with your three other guards? Like, But you, you don't worry about that. You, get, you, take, you think about the future, you get the best available in the future. Who would you rather build around right now? You'd rather build around Colin Sexton, Julius Randle, and, Rand, you know... RJ? Um, RJ. RJ Barrett. So it's just kind of like, even though that's a nasty, like, maybe shooting-wise, <laughs> that could get very nasty, maybe. At times, but at the same time, it's just like you, you're building guys, two-way players in a way. So that's what I'm saying. Colin Sexton would be a guy I would mention. If you're shooting for the stars and waiting for free agency, Donovan Mitchell. If, you, if, if Donovan Mitchell, let's say, that he gets tired of situation with the Jazz a couple of years, he's a free agent, he's a guy that's probably going to be available. Go out to get him. Know his relationship with Leon Rose. Know that situation as well. Another guy. Bradley Bill is going to be a free agent next year. I don't know if the, I'm just saying. I'm just, but I'm just thinking about. I'm just no, thinking no, no, about. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with that, you. But when yeah. I said Paul George, then you mentioned the word realistic. All right, it's so more. Real, it's, more it's, no, it's more realistic because Bradley Bill is a free agent, and then Colin Sexton is probably going to be available, and then Donovan Mitchell has ties to New York because of the, his agent. So it's those three are those not more probably not Bradley Bill, but like Colin I mean, Sexton and Donovan Mitchell in the future is probably it is realistic. Look, if you want to get Knicks fans excited and, and hopeful, by all means, run. Because <laughs> we don't, like, <laughs> I'm not even a Knicks fan, but I just know the pain of the anticipation <laughs> and just being let down. Because as a Kobe fan, I still think about, you know, what would happen if Kobe and Chris Paul were teammates. But it is what it is on that. But just the idea of, like, you know, you kind of think about, oh, shit, we, we might be able to get this guy. We might be able to get that yeah. guy. All right. 
Another don't, don't 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 shit matter to they sign on that down the line player. Of course, of course. All <laughs> so, that woulda coulda shoulda. It's like exactly. it's, it's like when we talk about, oh, we got something on the table. We got we got that a little bit of this anything. No, like until they sign, until you see them figures, all right, it's just hearsay at this point. Exactly. So here go another situation. Realistically fix the Los Angeles Lakers right now. What would you do? They're 16 and 15 right now. Nikola Jokic is playing with guys off the street. And got a better record than LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. That just shows you how cold Nikola Jokic is. Like, he got them higher in the standings. He playing with guys that, <laughs> this, he playing with guys, <laughs> you can't, he's missing his two top players. And he playing with guys basically off the street, man. And he has a better record than LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook in the Western Conference. Talk about a floor riser. How would you realistically fix the Los Angeles Lakers? Because I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear like, oh, we know, we know they're talented, this and that, this. But like I told you a couple podcasts ago, like they're a bad team. Like they're a bad team right now. It, it, it is what it is. All right. How would I fix the Los Angeles Lakers? Realistic moves only. Realistic moves only. I wouldn't do a damn thing. And the only reason why I say that, the, no, no, for all, the only reason why I say that is because of one individual, LeBron James. And, and it's not even just like, oh, you know, all hail the king kind of thing. But if there is one player and the and probably, I won't say league history, but actively playing. If there was one guy who I could sit here and say like, you know what? Things might be a little wacky during the regular season, but come playoff time, we, 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 we know he gets active. It's him. And so the Lakers as a whole, okay, maybe there might be some question marks, but this still LeBron James. And even last year, you know what I'm saying? With them losing to the Suns, there were injuries and things like that. But I'm not going to get carried away. And again, I know it's the regular season and things may not go in the way they plan, but let, let's not get it confused. You got three MVP caliber guys on one team. And I know people are going to sit and say like the playoffs, you know, you can't just have an on and off switch. You know, you got to have things clicking come April and May and all that. And like I said, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I need them to kind of turn around sooner rather than later. But trust me, if there is any player in our league, who I feel confident that can really get it done and rally his teammates around him to do the same, is LeBron James. And, 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 and he's proven it. He's given us reason in the past. And, and until, until LeBron is on a fully healthy team that loses in the playoffs, you, you're not going to hear me really panic too much. The, problem, like, I, with I, that, I, the problem with that is that I'm looking, LeBron James is healthy, still top, top three player in the game. You can make a point, arguably he's the best player in the game still, the way he's been playing right now. The problem is, as great as LeBron James is, it's getting ridiculous to me that he's having to carry this load and he's about to turn 37. That's my fear. He shouldn't have to be carrying this load in the regular season when you got guys, of, like you said, MVP caliber guys, all-star caliber guys on your team. So I have to look at Frank Vogel. What are you doing? I'm looking at the lineups that you're putting out constantly. Doesn't make sense. DeAndre Jordan is not an NBA player anymore. It's as simple as that. Like, he's getting high minutes. It's just like Isaiah Thomas. Glad he's in the league, coming off the street, playing high minutes. I get his, pro, his COVID protocol and stuff like that, but it's just kind of, that's not the ideal situation. So it's just kind of like, realistically, how would I fix the Los Angeles Lakers? One, Anthony Davis has to get healthy. Two, Anthony Davis is not a center. Like you, he doesn't want to play the five. All this, I know he's better. People like to have a, a, a higher plus minus with him at the five. Sometimes people talk about it. You do that in playoff series for spurts. They need to go out and make a trade. 
They need to go out and get a guy that can stretch the floor, also a guy that can rim protect. They're the guy that's available. Miles Turner. I think that's one way to, to help fix the Los Angeles Lakers. Realistically, you go out and get Miles Turner, play him at the five, put Anthony Davis at the four, LeBron at the three. You got Monk at the two. Then you got my boy Rest, Russell, Westbrook, right. Russell Westbrook at the one. You got guys coming off the bench, and you got Reeves if you want to go small at times. I think that's the perfect like player for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a, that's what they need. They kind of because their defense hasn't been the same. Like it was before, like issues with Frank Vogel's offense. Like okay, we can kind of ignore that because we know the defensively the Lakers are really great. But now this year it's just like offensively it's like what the hell we're doing. And now it's like defensively they're not really great as well. So it's just kind of like now. And on top of that, we're putting so much pressure on LeBron James. Where I'm looking at this like what the hell is going on? Like it don't make no sense. Like you got Anthony Davis, you got Russell Westbrook. I know Anthony Davis' his numbers, he's averaging. I know Russell Westbrook, his numbers, he's averaging. But at the same time, it's just like you're there to help LeBron not have to do so much in the regular season so he can be fresh in the playoffs, especially at the age that he's going to be. Not like LeBron James is 33 years old and, and can do all this. Have him do all this where he got to average 28, 7, and 7 over his last 11 games, shooting 50% from the field. It's cool. I love it. They're showing that LeBron is maybe not human, but at the same time, that's not the ideal situation. Yeah, and you kind of just wish like LeBron was able to coast during a season like this and have Russ and AD kind of you know lead the way during the regular season. R- Russ and, is there. And then, no, no, I'm just saying though, yeah. like you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. You know, have have Russ and AD kind of lead the way during the regular season, then come playoff time, you know, LeBron just all right, let's get it going. Yeah, and, and really, really hoop. Um, but. I mean, look, if there, again, man, if there's any player in the league who is used to being in situations that aren't really ideal, it's LeBron. Like, I know he probably, you know, wishes that the, the record was better. But at the end of the day, if you're walking out there with your man's mellow with, with AD and Russ, that, you know, group of guys is a lot more ideal than some of the roster that he's had to play with in previous Sorry. times with his career. So it definitely is unfortunate. But I don't think this is a, 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 a situation. This isn't the worst that he could possibly feel in his career, right? Like, I don't think he can, you know, there's were times where he looked to his left and then looked to his right <laughs> in the locker room like, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. But now it's like, shit, I still got to be the best player on my team. That's not like, you know. But I mean, like I said, I definitely, you know, feel like if they were up to him, obviously he won't come out and say it publicly, of course. But like, damn, man, like, I know I could be the best. I know I can give you a 28-77, but I don't want to have to until I, like, I really need to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. conserve your energy until when it really matters. Because even as we feel like, you know, LeBron isn't human this, LeBron isn't human that, like, eventually, not even just, you know, speaking on retirement or anything like that, but like, as a human being, you know, if you put a, more on a person's back, over time, it's like, all right. Is there anybody else here that's trying to rock with me? But I don't know, yeah. man. It, it, they got to get it, you know, together coming, sooner rather than later. Christmas is this week. And like we talked about like, all right, Christmas time. And that's and, when after Christmas, the Christmas game, yeah. that's when things start getting real. Like Christmas is around the corner. It's not, it's only going to be so much like, all right, they're talented. They got this players like, you know, like, they hovering around that six, seven seed play situation. Like, are they going to do that all year? 
And, and you know, the thing is, too, when we're in a year where, you know, obviously AD is injured now, but with COVID protocols, you definitely have to win as much as you can, as early as talk, you can, because... Talk about it. You don't I mean, know, you, know? you really don't know. Like, obviously, injuries, you, you never know with injuries, but even more so with COVID protocols, you really, really don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you could be stepping on a court where, you, again, you're looking to your left, looking to your right. Like, you've seen what happened with the Nets. Like, you know, their big three not playing. Blake, so Blake Griffin was the best player in that starting lineup for the Nets. Man, that Blake game. This ain't the Blake that game the Clippers. was spooky, bro. That yeah. game was spooky, bro. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But it was, man, watch it live, too. This ain't the Blake anyway, yeah. a, That's not the Blake Griffin Nets. So that's that's crazy to me. Ooh, um, boy, oh boy. Last, last, but, but, yeah. last but not least, realistically fix the Dallas Mavericks. Because mm. they're like 15 and 15 or the 17 right now. Okay. So, what exactly do the Mavericks need to mm. pair with Luka? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. For, I don't know why. My first answer, my first response, you know what it's going to be? Get a point guard. Mm, talk about it. <laughs> Get a point guard. <laughs> I know. Talk about it. I know, I know that's a very unpopular opinion. Talk if about I'm being it. asked what the Mavericks might need, even with Luka, maybe a point guard. Maybe someone, you know, that can uh, handle the ball, you know, and just overall kind of help facilitate and score and everything like that. Because we saw, you know, with, you know, James Harden being on the Rockets and having to do everything from an offensive standpoint. It's wavy, you know what I'm saying? See the numbers and the stats and stuff like that. But eventually, there's got to be some other Number source. Two. Yeah. You know, but, there's got to be something else that's like, all right, Here's another threat. It's not just one guy dribbling for, you know, 17 seconds, you know, high, you know, and number, you know, and, and all oh, that. I'm going to let you go, but num- number 77 is not a James Harden. Like, James Harden is, he, he ain't won a championship, but James Harden's a winner. Like, we talk about a player that can do everything for your team during those Houston years. He was winning games. He was getting close to championships. I love Luka, but it's just kind of like, to have Luca play this dual four, people want to talk about he's a point guard. He's not really a point guard. He's a six eight guy that can do everything on the basketball court, similar to LeBron James, similar to Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's just kind of like his play style. But the only problem with that play style is just like historically, we've seen two players win a championship doing that, and that's LeBron James, and that's the freak that just won last year. And you know what they have that Luca Doncic doesn't have? Superior athleticism. That's a, that takes a toll on your body when your game is predicated on skill set and not athleticism to have to carry all this load, carry all this weight. Luka can't do that. He can't do what LeBron James and Giannis have done their course of their career because he just doesn't have the athleticism to do so. So like you said, the, it's the problem and how you fix realistically the Dallas Mavericks, they need a, either a true point guard or they need a shot creator, a bucket getter, a guy that can handle the ball, can create in the half-court system, that can go to work and Luke can get a ball to and say, here, I ain't got to do nothing. Take me home. Yeah. Go get and, me and, a bucket. Go be a crazy. problem. It's crazy to think though. Like, because again, obviously everyone knows that Luca, you know, he's, he's a, you know, their number one ball handler and stuff like that. But like, maybe that's just it. Maybe like, that's the reason why they, you know, might look to be adding like, in, in most situations, Luca will still probably be your number one guy, depending on who you get. Yeah. But still though, it's like, it's all right to have two guys that can, you know, facilitate and again score at that level. Like we saw it work out with James Harden and Chris Paul. And who knows, man? <laughs> Barred one crazy injury, we we might be talking about those two guys having won a championship. Yeah. And like obviously things happen in the league and you really never know, but like 
it's it's been done before. It's been done yeah. before. And I know Mavs fans, you, have, you know, they've kind of have injuries and, you know, protocols, situations and things like that. And you know, Luke has been a little hurt and banged up. But still, man, like you still have to address what either the problem is or what it is that you're really trying to mm-hmm. get better at. And, and, it ain't, and, it, and it ain't Porzingis. Porzingis is a perfect fit for Luka. They, they're, they're not good enough to win a championship as a, a duo, but Porzingis is a great fit. Like, he's a great piece to have on a championship caliber team, especially being your third option. Like you said, the problem with the Dallas Mavericks, how you fix them realistically, is it's like they need another ball handler. You don't have to be a true point guard. It can be a shot creator. A guy like C.J. McCollum. Pair Luca with C.J. McCollum and Porzingis. It gets scary. You I get need, you. It I gets need, I need scary. Some defense. I need some defense, but I hear you. Of, of course, sure. of course. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But yeah. I'm saying it gets it gets scary offensively because now you got a, a player where, yo, Luca can get everybody easy looks. He can score, get to the rim, score every level. But then you got a player where he's tired, and you know he can get the ball out to and say, yo, go go get a bucket, take some pressure off me. Just go Please, out and yeah. do it. We yeah. saw we saw we saw LeBron James have success with Kyrie Irving doing this. Like we we saw LeBron James have success with him being with Dwayne Wade. We saw Giannis Antetokounmpo have success with Chris Milton. Every guy that's a dual forward that plays his play style, you need a guy that can be a shot creator, which can take some of the stress off of these guys who have to do everything. And once again, the only thing that's different between Luka Doncic. When we talk about Giannis and LeBron, when they try to play this dual forward play style, is that these guys are superior athletes. Like, they're the, some of the greatest athletes we've seen in the history of the NBA, in the history of the entire sports landscape. Luka's not that great of an athlete. And he's also, they, LeBron and Giannis also are two-way players as well, on top of being a superior athlete. So to ask Luka to play this role, dual forward role, do everything on the basketball court offensively, and he's not giving. He doesn't have the athleticism or that defensive capability. It's like it's hard. That's why you need a shot creator. Yeah, I'm much for that. Can I just take the pressure off the guy that you know you know is kind of you know doing most things on the offensive end for your team. So it's like, hey, it wouldn't hurt, man. It wouldn't hurt. But I like that though. We we gotta yeah. uh, you know continue to do that segment. Oh yeah, that's that's um, that's, gonna be, that's that's gonna be for the interviews for the with the yeah. players. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's gonna be fire. <laughs> yeah. So what would you do? Yeah, that's yeah. without them saying you know anything uh, yeah. crazy. You gotta be realistic um, though, because I of course, of course, of everybody course, everybody can say, "Well, put LeBron James." <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's why like I initially was like, "All right, well, who do I really think?" Yeah. Exactly. But I, mean, I really do like the Paul George on the Knicks though. Like yeah. even though like he may not be able you know to be traded or whatnot, like I really do think that would solve. A good amount of their problem and especially yeah. working with you know Thibs and like and just overall defensive minded and everything like that like I think you know yeah. I'm now get real, I, realistic. I would try to get Brandon Ingram but I, that's a guy I, will, I would rather have like yeah. right now but of course but yeah but then you know the next question is you already know RJ Barrett bye 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 draft picks RJ Barrett traffic bye bye you know, it's funny. I would like that just because it means RJ and Zion will be teammates again. Uh, me too. And, and then you put BI in a bigger market. Yep, put a bigger market. You have you make Zion happy. He's playing with his teammate. You know that chemistry, that that duel they had. Yeah. And you know, with Duke, perfect situation. BI don't want to be there. He get to be in a bigger market. Get to be the guy. Get that money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get his boy. Come yeah, play with me. Yeah. 
You make Giannis oh, happy. Zion, Zion. Zion, Zion. Oh, Zion. I was about to say, Zion, Zion get his boy. <laughs> nah, nah, Zion get his boy. RJ, come play with me. That'd be, I mean, that'd be special though, because again, obviously it would be a reunion with two Duke guys, but just like, you know, I think it would be a fresh start for both of them. Um, I think work. both both guys, well, I was saying RJ and Zion, but I guess also BI too. It's like RJ and yeah. Zion have, because of the whole Jaw situation in terms of how, he, how he's elevated his game and he's been, you know, sensational, but at the same time, the expectation for RJ, you know, the, the with Zion not playing, those two guys, I still feel like they might have something to prove. So, if they can team up and hopefully, you know, cause even more havoc and, 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 and damage for, for both of them, hey, that would be, that'd be something uh, special. Now, I know how you feel about the, the organization that they might be playing with, but yeah. even, even, even still, man, teammates you is gotta, teammates. You got you to gotta try something because hopefully we, we just got to get Zion on the court healthy first. That's key. But at the same time, you got to try something. You got to try anything that you feel that, like, may have a chance of working so you can possibly keep Zion. Because I'm telling you, no matter if he signs this extension, if he comes back, he's healthy, he signs this, you know, after the, the rookie contract is done, signs an extension. He's not staying in New Orleans long term. Unless you have a assistant playoff team, they're winning games, and possibly even, you know, maybe competing for the Western Conference Finals. That's it. And that's for a chance, Theus. A chance. Because even then, that may not even be enough. So, yeah, I mean, cap or no cap? Or uh, yeah, I'm about to say, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> cap, all right. Cap or no cap, Darius Garland will win most improved player of the year. Whoo. He should. He should. I'm going to say no cap. I mean, I, he should win it. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of scared. Obviously, I'm real for him too as well in, in all of yeah. um, especially in this post-LeBron era. Um, but it's it just so sad. I think, unfortunately, this is one of those times where obviously we, we give guys their flowers and, and uplift their play and everything like that, but what that ultimately would mean for Colin Sexton. And not to shift gears to talk about Colin. Yeah. But like, it's just like, okay, well, if Darius wins it, if the team continues to play well, if they feel like you know they're building a, a solid core, well, Colin needs and should be a part of that picture moving forward. Uh, but Darius Garland, I, I mean, I think we're seeing he's a you know that's a bad man top five you know, hand on the league I mean he, he's he's in a market though where you know maybe not that many people are watching because of that but like this is just a proof that you know there are guys that are great at basketball that don't mm-hmm. play in LA or Brooklyn you know yeah. so and Darius Garland is definitely one of those guys and he's young too yeah, you know what I'm saying young. so he's he, he's young man and and you know I'm I'm, I'm glad that not only he, but also the entire team is kind of moving in that direction of deciding to win now. Gotta, a lot of people probably thought it would take a few more years for them to do it. Mm-hmm. He got a he got a little tray in him. Like handle, get to the rim, hit a floater, can shoot it from deep distance. Now I'm not saying he's Trey Young, but he has some tray in him. Like he's he's special. Right now, you can make a legitimate argument that, yo, he deserves to be on the all-star team this year. That's the way he's played. Like the Cavs may deserve to have two all-stars this year. They're third in the East, 19 and 12 right now. Darius Gardens putting up phenomenal numbers. And it's just like he's a, also a point guard as well. Like he facilitates at a high level. Like he scores when he, he needs to score. He can hit open threes. He can hit contested threes. He can create off the dribble. Hard to, hard to, to have defenders kind of like 
trap him because he's so fast. You try to blitz him, he's his quickness is he can get by you. Yeah, yep, yep. Open man with the with the quickness with the easy because his passing vision is so so pure and so wonderful. Like he's he's a special player. Like I, I, I we've been we had a, a Cleveland Cavaliers pod. We gave him flowers, but we he's he's different, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. different. And and situation, man. I just hope he stays. And I don't think he'll leave. I mean, I don't. I don't. At least, you know, not yet. But that core, if they can kind of stay together, a, a team that is good but also young is extremely yeah. rare. You know, yeah. and if you can kind of keep that core together, because obviously now we're in an era where, you know, the guys in the league are still dominating, like, you know, mm-hmm. LeBron and Katie and Steph, but they won't be here forever in terms yeah. of, you know, playing in the NBA. You know, so that next wave of, of superstars, so it I'll could be you, here. I'll tell you one thing. <sighs> Lakers don't get it done this year. They don't win a championship. Why not go home, LeBron? One more time. Oh, that's the agenda you want to... Okay, I get it. Why not go home? I've seen... Yeah, I've seen those. Why why, why not? What Young core? Darius Garden? Evan Mobley? Like, what? Hey, because it's just kind of like... If you're playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, it's probably you're thinking LeBron James. Like, yo, Anthony Davis' health and stuff like that. Like, I may not win another championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. If he don't win this year, it's just kind of like those things starts to happen you start thinking about like all right well go home finish my career out in cleveland and take my chance with a in the eastern conference which is probably easier than the west and it's just like who knows i don't know about that because then you'd have to go head to head with kd and Giannis and joel and beating that, that, that is true yeah you know so who knows who knows but i mean if he i don't one i don't think he'll leave that would you know that'd be a fire storyline you know him going back home and hopefully you know having you know uh, the the Pharaoh tour with, you know, his home state and stuff, but probably, probably it makes it. What do you got? Two more years on his contract this year, and next I, year. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see him leaving. I, I just he, don't like, yeah, he, he, he feels like a true Laker though. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like he has that Laker aura. like he, he, like it just, it's almost like some of the players that he was just like, yo, like he, you should have been like a Laker, like LeBron should have been a Laker. Bro, like, uh, as a Laker, Oof, man. I just hope they get it. I just need them to get it done. Like, Brian I need is a, a Laker or a Nick. What marketing-wise, yeah. the NBA would have... Oh. Yeah. I just, need, I just need them to get it done. I need them to get it done. I need them to get it done. No more excuses. The, the Lakers, you're saying? The Lakers. I need the Lakers to get it done. And I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are special. And if LeBron did decide to go that route, I would definitely support it and root for it. But who, who knows what's going to happen? Because like, everybody keeps talking about LeBron... When's he gonna retire? Like, like I said, like we may be seeing some Tom Brady shit with LeBron. Like, we may be talking about uh, 41, 42. Goddamn, LeBron's still top five in the league. <laughs> She's still top ten. He forty one, forty two. Like, damn. Like, what? What is it gonna end? <laughs> uh, that's what a fact. It, that's a fact. What is it gonna end? He may play so long, kids may not remember that he played with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> like, <laughs> You play with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade been out the league eight years. <laughs> Same draft class and everything. Like, it's like what? Shit. Shit. Like, who knows, bro? Yeah, but I say it's LeBron, bro. So you really, you really don't know. Like, I think if there's one thing we've learned about him is, dude, whatever you think he can't do in terms of like, as long playing, as he's he playing, yeah, as long as he's on that basketball court, man, who knows? Like, please, that this is not a normal situation. This is not normal. Oh, yeah, you know, father time. I really don't know. 
don't know. <laughs> I really don't. 28, 28, 7, and 7. We, we talk about 28, 7, and 7, or 50% over his last 11 games. And we talked about the only thing that's father time with LeBron James is when he gets hurt and him recovering for the, from these injuries. It takes longer. That's father time, I believe, with LeBron James. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's a, that's a big one. That's a big like, one. Yeah. yeah, that's a big one. That's the big that's one. Unfortunately, he doesn't have like a crazy, crazy medical history. Yeah. Um, he's been he's but, been hurt a lot know. with the Lakers though. Like he's missed the most games yeah. in his career with the Lakers, and that's yeah. part of Father Tom as well. So that's what we're talking about. Like when we talk about Father Tom, it's when he's he's getting hurt more often, and it's taking him a little longer to recover. But when he's playing, when he's on that court, <laughs> KD, Steph, and y'all throw your boy Giannis. Those three. It's just kind of like nobody else I want to hear better than LeBron. And I don't even think that all three of those guys better than LeBron. Like, I think one is, maybe two, but it's just kind of like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's only those three. <laughs> that's crazy. It's only those three that people would be like, all right, like, if you say Giannis, I don't think, I think LeBron's better than Giannis, but if you say Giannis, I'll listen. You know, if you say Stephen Curry, I'll listen. You say Kevin Durant, like, okay, I'll listen. But nobody else I'm not listening to. And he is way older. Well, I'm not going to say way older, but he's significantly older than all yeah. of the people you just named, <laughs> which is like, what the hell? <laughs> so yeah, cap or no cap? Yeah, there, but I say... There, there's Garden. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, I would like it. Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm definitely rooting for him, and it'll be special, I think, for him as well as the whole city and organization. And I think that could be the real turning point for them. It's like, you know, it was definitely tough to see LeBron go even with the championship but there's you know some hope in knowing that the, the future is okay you know but alright y'all just like that we gone peace